to become one with the fizzle. This is, of course, The Fizzle Show, actionable, articulate, and entertaining conversations about running a business in the modern world, with a little mindfulness thrown in for good measure. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about entrepreneurship, building a thriving audience, and the battle of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. Your hosts are, if we were sharp objects, Corbett would be a lawn dart. Super fun, goes great with beer and flip-flops. And they're still legal in Mexico. (laughs) Barrett would be a chef's knife. Sharp, precise, all about control and doing the work. And Chase, that's me, would be a chainsaw. Loud, fast, and messy. But when you need to get big things done, he's your guy. Thank you so much, Tom Pastor. In this episode, this is the third in our six-part Small Business Roadmap series. And this stage is one of my favorites. In fact, it's the stage many of us probably start jumping into and just start. We dive right in, even though skipping over stage one and stage two can be deadly to your idea. In case you didn't know, stage one is covered in episode 100 of The Fizzle Show, and stage two covered in episode 101. And even when we do start here, we miss the important parts of this stage. We get into those parts and how to do them in this episode. So why is this one of my favorite stages? By the way, the stage we're talking about is the planning stage. It's my favorite because it's where so many insights happen. And where do these insights come from? Well, we'll get into that. There are five steps to the plan stage. And in this conversation, we'll walk you through each one with plenty of explanations to get these ideas embedded in your own process. If you're not already, subscribe in iTunes so you can get the next episode in your sleep. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 102. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get into it. Well, we're going to the end of the show today. We got a movie hat about making a big business. You know what I mean? Sometimes you won't start a business. You got clarity. And sometimes you're going to start a business. You're going to get connection. Now it's time maybe we're going to plan it, huh? You about to tell about planning? I bet you are. <laughs> yes, you are. You're going to like it. <laughs> After possible seven alligators giving never alligators, you know they're going to be 99 alligators. But that's too many to count. And you got to watch out for them kids. They'll be biting. <laughs> Make a gumbo. All right. <laughs> All right. I love that he has to close his eyes while he does that. I know. He, he can't look at us. Let's translate that to English for uh, people who... Yeah, you, you're the translator. Yeah, okay. Google Translate. Do you want me to translate that? Yes. Ooh, ooh. Good, good luck, Google Translate. So this is the third in a series. This is the third in a series of hey. uh, six series step podcast series. Yeah. And uh, we're on the third. I don't want to get semantical about it, even, but yeah, it's the third. It's even later in the day than it was last time. And hotter. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how. And how. <laughs> so uh, to recap for everybody who's been following along this uh, series. Just quickly. Yeah, just quickly. We are uh, discussing a roadmap that we believe represents the common stages that most businesses go through. And um, you're getting a little sneak peek into the future of Fizzle. I would call it more of a stink peek. <laughs> I couldn't even get through it. A stinky pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard not to say pink. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a little bit of a stink pink. 
Y'all don't even see what we have to do. We're going to do a little thing. Pinky, what? <laughs> hey, yo. I'm making my scalp sweat right now. It's too hot. It's, it's too that's hot. A, that was his little John impersonation. Oh, that's good. It's that's, too hot in here. <laughs> so we're uh, recapping the roadmap. We're back to this now. Back to this now. The the meat and potatoes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we're recapping our roadmap. Six stages that will take you from, I don't know, squat to my business is amazing and it's better to, than I your business. I just took a squat on you. Exactly. We uh, covered... <laughs> We covered already. <laughs> I got squat. I was like looking for like you know like fu money. Like oh, he's got fu money. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was thinking about I got that. Squat like, on I, you, money. I, 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 like, yeah, squat on you, money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take an upper dicker decker on your business. <laughs> I'm going to take an upper dicker. <laughs> I would have a pumper nickel. Is that just gonna be a bleep? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> it was an. It was an accident. Just keep going. Just force us through. Yeah, just keep force it. us through. So ever, uh, we've got we've got uh, clarity, which is I don't know anything to I know a heck of a lot yep. uh, about about expectations, models for what uh, people who have done it before, what's possible, what isn't. Then moving from that into connection, which is how am I alone in this? Am I all am I the only one doing this work, this kind of work? Oh, wait, I'm not. Okay, how do I connect with those people so that I can ha- get not only some guidance and some feedback, but also some friendship Along the way, mm-hmm. so I don't feel so. I'm so I'm not running support on accountability empty all the time. Back scratches, yeah. Running so on, running on empty. <laughs> that, that's kind of coming in hot in those uh, <laughs> coming headphones. in yeah. So that's stage one and stage two. Each stage, just to remind everybody, has a number of steps, and we're reviewing those steps. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear your feedback. If you feel like you fit in this stage, and we're not covering something that you feel like you're struggling with, yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear. Um, otherwise, if you're at a different stage, uh, maybe if you're a stage before this, you get a little preview of what's coming up next for you. Yeah, and just to reiterate, we really do want your feedback uh, on on uh, not what do we mean by feedback? I, I want if you're in this stage, this planning stage, which we're going to get into, or the connection phase that we just talked about yesterday, then uh, let us know. Land on that. Come to the, the show notes on that page. Let us know. Say I'm right here. This is what it feels like. This is what I wish I had. Uh, and I understood this part. I didn't understand that part. Clarify that for me. You know, these sorts of things, I'm just desperate to hear from you about that stuff. So so let us know in the comments. Yep. So here we are at stage three, which is planning. And just to recap again, the six stages are clarity, connection, planning, building, money, and scale. Which is like poetry when you say it like that. You know? <laughs> Nailed it. So it's the really goal, terrific. the goal of stage three, planning is to take this, you've got clarity now and you've got some connections that are going to help you get through building the business. You're not ready to start building yet. You need to do a little bit of planning. So the goal of planning is to help you create a simple and flexible plan for your business. We don't want you to go and try to make this 30-page business plan or 60-slide presentation about what your business is going to be because, as we know, um, planning is essentially guessing. It's useful to have an idea, a framework for how you're going to move forward, but things are going to change. So don't spend too much time trying to make things concrete. You're just going to get frustrated when everything changes Mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks down the road. So the goal is to create a simple, flexible plan for your business. This stage has five steps. And do you want five steps? Do you want all the steps first or do you want? Let's go one at a time. Okay. One at a time. You're not getting a preview. Step one is to interview your potential customers. Well, okay. that sounds scary. Come on, that sounds scary. This is a biggie. I don't want to. I don't know. First, I don't know any of them, and second of all, it sounds scary. What do I do? What do you mean? This is scary. 
Um, and this is something that we, we talked about uh, maybe two episodes ago, this idea that all of this revolutionary stuff that it seems like has come out of Lean Startup and the stuff that Steve Blank talks about and all mm-hmm. of the um, things that the VCs are really excited about and the startup world is really excited about, you know, MVPs and all this jargon that you hear yeah. about. A lot of it um, is based on this idea of talking to customers more frequently because what yeah. used to happen is the entrepreneur would, it was like the inventor. He would have this light bulb go off or she would have this light bulb go off and she would go off into her laboratory for a year or two years, make this magical thing and then come out and reveal it to the world and everybody would be thankful for your genius, for sharing your genius with us. And how. The problem is you have this idea, you run off to start building it and um, the world changes or your idea was half-baked to begin with or you run out of steam as you're going along or you think that there are all these features necessary and you don't have any feedback to go on until you release this thing to the world. So. This a lot of this came out of um, the software development world. There used to be this this method of making a, a, a piece of software called the waterfall methodology, which was essentially you would take all the requirements from the users, you would go off and build it, and then you'd come out and release this thing. And what happened was in huge companies like as big as GE, and mm-hmm. they would try to build these big old software projects. And they would fail despite spending tens of millions of dollars on this, yeah. right, internally. And so that group of people that was building software was enamored by this new idea called agile development, which is really this idea of release early and often, get something out in the hands of customers, see if they like it or not, iterate on it, and then you can improve it from there. And that leads to a much greater chance of success. So people in the startup community decided to sort of adapt that and see if it would work for businesses. And it does. So the point is, talk to customers as early as you can, because right now at stage three, You've gone through stage one and two. So tell me how this, what's different between this and what we've done in stage one right. about choosing a topic and defining an audience? So stage one was about clarity, but this clarity that you're getting is really from yourself and your interaction with us and your interaction with other entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. So you've had this conversation with yourself about who do I want to serve and what sort of topic am, is my business going to cover and how am I going to build this business? Yeah. In stage two with Connection, you've started to meet other entrepreneurs for support and feedback and things like that. But the thing that we said, uh, I think in, in the last episode about trying to give people feedback, when somebody says, hey, here's my URL, can you give me some feedback? Yeah. Our response now for the most part is caveat, I'm not your potential customer, so I can't give you feedback that's going to be really useful to your business. Yeah. I can give you some some ideas and places to look, but what really matters is what do your potential customers think? So before you go off and create this, this business plan that you think you're going to operate on for yeah. the next whatever, we want you to start talking to potential customers now, basically at the at ground zero. Mm-hmm. So you have you have to go through clarity to get an idea of who your customer might be and what what topic you're going to operate in. But once you've gotten to that point, then let's go start talking to customers and find out what they think. So, yeah, and that reminds me of a quote from Paul Graham, which is like, don't be an expert in startups. Right. Don't be an expert in business. Be an expert in your audience and solving their problem. Yep. And you're, you know, whatever, whether you call it an audience or a target market or something like that, that is... Uh, that and that that's great advice to go by because you think you're an entrepreneur out there. You're you're the budding entrepreneur. You're a entrepreneur. You're early on. You're whatever, and you think it's all about being an expert in business, and it's really not. 
You're going to have so many great ideas if you can invest in the people you're building something for. Right. You're going to have insights that no business book or no Seth Godin quote and no physical course could ever take you into having. Right. Uh, but we can teach you how to just be customer centric, how to focus on them and to, and to realize that if there's not a need there, if there's not a vacuum. If there's not, and what's the urgency of that need and understanding stuff like that, you have eyes for it. You can see it, you can feel it, you can, and then you can hear it from them. You can see what they would do with it. Then, so like, like what, give me feedback on this page. You know, the difference between that and then watching someone use your website. Yeah. It is night and day. You keep your mouth shut and you just watch someone use your website and you go like, oh my God, they didn't even see the thing with the stuff. They're like, I'm trying to go to, and you're, oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. You're, you need to realize you have to start from the level of you are an idiot. Yeah. You're like an anthropologist and you're studying a remote Aboriginal society called, you know, nerds who want to get fit or called, you know, people who work in businesses that, uh, that want to start their own thing. Right. And so you, you've run around like maybe some sort of German scientist. Right. And you are looking. No, I can't do it. I can't do the German. I wish, I wish, I wish I could do a good German. But, uh, but you're, and you're, you're lit, you're literally like, like being an anthropologist, sociologist. Like, like, what are the practices of these people? Exactly. What is the language that they use? Because then your skill as a market making, first of all, making something that solves that problem. Second of all, everybody wants to be good at selling and marketing to these people. Yeah. You know, that all comes from imagine I knowing what words they use, knowing what the, when they say like, Oh, I need to learn how to do this. They don't need to learn how to do this. They need to, they need someone to hold their hand and walk them step to step to step. That's yeah. different than I need to learn how to do this. And when you say, you, I will walk you through this step by step by step. It'll have a huge impact versus just like whatever you think is best yeah. without listening to the customer. Yeah, exactly. That's my rant. That's a rant. I'm rant. Okay, I'm done. No, it's a good rant. So uh, you need to talk to potential customers and um, that's going to take you from, I think that I'm solve, I'm serving some uh, like new executives who want to be really good at golf because they want to have good conversations on the golf course or whatever yeah. and not look like an idiot. So, okay, is that a thing? So then you go off and you talk to some of these new executives about golf and you're going to learn all this stuff that's going to say, eh, you know, you're totally wrong about that. Really, um, I want to be good at golf just because I, I want something to do on the weekends and whatever, you know, yeah. whatever the case might yeah. be. And um, it's going to change your direction. But since you're talking to them now, the cost of changing direction is really small. If you had gone off and worked on something for six months, the cost of changing direction is too great and your business will fail. Yeah. So this is the time to start talking to people. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, it doesn't have to be like dozens and dozens of people. And probably the best thing to do right now is to try to have just one-on-one conversations. Yeah. You don't have an audience built in already. You're not able to go survey a bunch of people. You need to have half hour, hour long conversations with people about their life, about the problems they have, yeah. about what they're looking for. And it doesn't have to be super and it's structured. It's not like, do you wish this button was red or green? No. It's none of that. It's like open ended questions. You fill me in. You tell me what you think. Yeah. Hey, when you think about going golfing, like, what is it like for you? Yeah. And you're just like, tell me more. Right. Tell me more. Tell me more. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And I think uh, you're, you're really looking for problems here. You're not looking for your customer's idea of solutions because they won't actually know the best way to solve the problems they have. They'll mm-hmm. just have these hunches that maybe they heard from a friend or an old wives' tale or whatever. And so what you're looking for is what are those problems that you can solve? And the little mini problems are things that can be tackled in blog posts, and the big problems are things that can be tackled in products. And so you start to get this view of what are the issues that these new executives have with trying to learn golf 
And then if you dig in with why, 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 why deep enough, you start to find out really what's at the core of what they're trying to do by learning something like golf. Yep. So like the five whys is a great way to get to the bottom of what's their real motivation there. Um, but the open-ended questions is, is exactly right. There's no right answer here. You're just trying to get a feel for the context within which your customers are coming to you. It's, yeah. it's shocking when we talk to, I mean, we talk to a lot of people building businesses. It's shocking to find out how few of those people have had actual conversations yeah. with actual potential customers. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And think about it. Like any problem you're going to try to solve for somebody, let's say like you're going to do some landscaping for somebody. Wouldn't you talk to your customer? Are you just going to go out there and like start doing what you think they need? Yeah. You're going to go talk to the person for a few minutes and be like, okay, so what were you thinking out here? What do you want? So mm-hmm. if you're going to build a business, why wouldn't you talk to customers? It's it's the simplest and most powerful thing yeah. that we want people to take away, I think, from this stage. This and I think we've stage. beaten it to death here. Good. I think we understand All right, that. Good. Okay. There's more to learn, but that's a good overview. Cool. So um, <laughs> step two in planning is to research the competition. So This is strong. This is strong. So the idea here is just to start poking around to find out how others are approaching the problem. Um, whether or not there's competition in this space. And we always like to say that competition is not necessarily a bad thing. It's usually a good indicator that there is a market there. Um, But you want to be aware of how the competition is solving the problems and what's deficient in how the competition is approaching the problem and where you might be able to fit in a little bit differently. So um, you brought up uh, Fitness for Nerds. Our friend Steve Cam has Nerd Fitness. And um, when he was researching the competition in fitness, he just found that there's a group of people known that identifies nerds who are underserved. So that was a way for him to get in there. Yeah. So and I, in that world, then you get to look at both the fitness world and the nerd world mm-hmm. for ideas about marketing, ideas about what content you could be creating, ideas about like what are the terms uh, uh, that that these that these audiences resonate with. Mm-hmm. You know, like the idea of paleo or the idea of strength training or the idea of Mario Kart or the idea of World of Warcraft or the idea of these sorts of things. Are yep. that you're, you're taking these 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 two groups of things and you're just colliding them together. Yeah. But more than that, one of the things that's really great about, about competitive research is just what are other people doing that's working? Right. And then, okay, so how does it look like if I do, how, how would I do that? Right. This is something we got into in episode 86, how to reverse engineer massively shareable content, um, where you're looking at what is successful in your industry out there. Right. Already. Yep. Or in or in adjacent industries. And what is, can you learn from that? And what can you borrow yeah, from how, that? And, and either it's a post from two years ago or three years ago that you get to update and do better. Or it's something that's over here that you get to translate to your audience better. Yep. You know, and, and so you're you're what you're doing is you're working with there's this there's this thing that I've always fiddled around with, like, okay, hey, I'm interested in being an artist. Okay, so go go make art, right? That versus like Okay, go go uh, into a magazine and go go find a handful of magazines and find like different things to to cut out and put together. Become a collage artist where you're putting you're you're using pre existing material yep. and putting it together to create some interesting idea. Yeah, I found some guy online a while ago who's doing this with like um, uh, old uh, like what was it? What, what did they call like stock? Uh, not images, but illustrations or whatever, back in the day, clip art type stuff. And he would take these two things together and then put like this hilarious little caption on it that would be relevant, sort of, it turns it into a comic, basically, mm. using these two clip arty sort of things, right? Yep. And it was fascinating because it, you can, when you're moving and shaping and, and, and rearranging a pre-existing material, you're really good at that. When you're looking at a blank piece of paper and a cursor's blinking at you or something like that, yep. or you've got just a palette of colors and you're like, 
uh, you know, it can be really terrifying. Yeah. So that I, that's what the idea of, of competitive research is, is so valuable to me. Right. Is because now you're using pre-existing material, shaping it your way, doing it with these colors instead of that. Exactly. You know? And I, I think that that brings up another big myth of entrepreneurship. So we talked before about this idea that the entrepreneur goes off in, you know, comes up with the perfect solution yeah. and reveals it to the world after a couple of years. Yeah. The other big myth is this idea that the entrepreneur picks a problem that has never been solved before. Yeah. And this massive business comes out of that. But if you look around at like the yeah. biggest businesses in, in the world, um, or the hottest startups right now, think about Uber. It's a new way to get a taxi, basically. Yeah. Or Airbnb. It's a new way to find a place to stay. And taxis were just right. a new way to have an automobile without buying one. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like, like everything is a version of something else. Not everything. Not everything, like the 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 Segway, for example. You know, this well, of thing. transportation, right? right? So the models of transportation uh, and, and individual transportation, those exist, and you can glean from those, even with Segway, this brand new thing. Yep. The iPod, massively new. No, there's been Discman and MP3 players for a long time before that came out. Exactly. And what is what do we get to learn from those pre-existing models? The tape, the personal tape recorder thing. Yep. Like, like, remember the Walkman? Like, just like that was. That's what you get to pre, you have all this pre existing material yeah. that you get them to shape and mold and update because we're not talking about tapes and recording things anymore. We're talking about, um, you know, 10,000 songs in your pocket or whatever the, <laughs> right. the thing was that he kept saying. That yeah. Day. So the, the point is, it's not that you can't build something from a completely new idea that's never been done before, but because it's so unproven, it's probably going to take a lot more stamina, a lot deeper pockets, a lot of patience yeah. with developing your market and educating them that as a first-time entrepreneur, you probably don't have. So when you're researching the competition, don't assume that it's a bad thing that you find competitors. Um, it's probably a good thing because there's a market It's a great thing. Now, and it's not like... Yeah, so I guess we could just, there's a lot to get into on that. Yeah, Let's just exactly. leave it there. Exactly. And again, it's really exciting to me because I didn't know that. You know, like, like a while ago, I wouldn't have said that two years ago. But now, after this year of doing business and how we've grown yeah. using these ideas, yeah. it's, and being like a creative, artsy fartsy type, mm -hmm. it is like a superpower. It's like a secret weapon that unleashes creativity, not like stealing, not like, yeah. um, not like you're becoming someone else. Like, no, this is a better way to become myself because I don't have to try to reinvent the wheel. Right. Which was, which was what was keeping me from writing anything down on that blink, blinking cursor in the right. first place. Think about Slack. Like, we use it every day. It's an amazing tool, but HipChat has been around for a long time. Yeah. And before that, you know, IRC and, right. And all this other stuff. They're just, they're, it's just an evolution of something that's an important, the, the more important thing is for you to come up with a problem that's really, yeah, yeah. really. What's interesting, I've never read those Austin Kleon books. I, I follow him on, on Twitter and I really like, I really seem to like what he's about. Um, and he's got two books, you know, Steal Like an Artist and... Um, newspaper Blackout. And there, there's there's a third one. Newspaper Blackout, but then there's... Uh, what's the other one? I can't remember. Um, I can't remember. But th like that Steal Like an Artist, I yeah. think, is all about this kind right, of sure, thing. Right, sure, sure. And, and, you know, and it's, it's amazing to find that in like massive creative works. This has been Chase Reeves summarizes books he's never read. That's right. So, Do but, you know what I mean, though? Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. He was about to go off on a tangent. Did you have anything uh, else on that? Yeah. The one thing I'll say is that I <laughs> there's going to be very few people who listen to this podcast that are doing something that's never been done before. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're feeling that, I would challenge you to think a little differently about your idea. So let's say you're making organic grass-fed like uh, beef jerky sticks or something like that. And you're saying it's never been done before because Slim Jim is full of preservatives and all this stuff. It's like, 
but you're, it's been done before. You're it's serving just, the same exactly, need. Exactly. Yeah. You just, yeah. It just Come hasn't up, been done like about, this before. Think but, about what the problem is. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Come up a level of specificity you know, into a little bit more of a meta. Yeah. What category yeah. are you in? And what, then what can you learn from Slim Jim? Even though you hate them and they're the devil, right. what can you learn from them exactly. and the problem that they solve? Slap into it! Right. <laughs> Step into a Slim Jim! Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah! I like a real like I like a real like enunciating snap into it. I would like you to take a snap into this. Just I think it's step in. <laughs> Maybe it's snap into a slim jim. Anyway, yeah. yeah All right. Anyways, point it. being, point. it's valuable to research your competitors. You can learn a lot from it. You don't have to steal everything from them, but you can probably make your thing better by doing this step. Yes. Yeah. All right, and um, the point of planning is to have an idea of where you're going, but also don't get hung up on this idea that you can completely validate your business idea before you get started. A lot of people never get started because they're looking for this certainty that if they build this thing, it will take off, and you never know that until you actually build it. We're just trying to get you you know, the 80-20 version of having as much certainty as you can without spending your entire life on something that you can't find anywhere. Yeah, and again, the beauty of this being a roadmap is this is one step of how many in the six six in this five in this one five in this one one step of of six stages okay and this is the third stage yep so that means there's several other steps in this stage and then there are following up stages so you can't you you don't get to just like hang out here for a year no you don't you don't just re, you don't just like research or yeah. think about your topic for a year. You're on unless a, unless you're like unless you're cool like like I'm I want to take my time. Then that's awesome. That's totally great. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like like I'm going to be this sort of thing and I want to do it relatively quickly. Yep. Then, then you're you you're to, on an around the world trip and each stage is a continent and you get to like spend ooh, spend a week. That's good. On each of these different steps and you got to move on. That was a really good metaphor. All right, step three. You guys I ready for it? Do that. I'm, re- I'm ready for you it. You ready for it? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. All right, so step three is something that um, Barrett Brooks coined a while back and that um, we did a whole episode on as well, a uh, podcast episode, and that is to define what kind of business you're going to build, what sort of business model you're going to use, or in other words, Barrett calls it your business archetype. Mm-hmm. So tell us what a business archetype is. So speaking of uh, competitors or peers, I actually got this idea from Steve Cam. Mm. Um, because he divides his forums into what kind of fitness you want to pursue. Yep. And he gives these people like an identity with this and they get this whole persona yeah. inside of his forums. And it was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like people really identify with this. They like that. Like, are you a, of, like a weightlifter versus a long distance person? Right. Yeah. And he gave them all a name or whatever, and they have an icon in there. And so he gamified it Avatars. because it's for nerds. Yeah, yep. exactly. And so I kind of said, okay, so what would be the equivalent for building a business? And we broke this down into, I think it was 10 or 11 different business archetypes of the kind of business you could build online or the kind of people that try to go online with the business. And so what that did was we kind of tested out the idea that you could be a freelancer or you could be a mediapreneur where you're growing a podcast and having sponsors. And you can listen to that whole episode if you want to get the, the nitty gritty of all of it. But the point being, when you know what your initial business model is, it's not limiting for later but it gives you focus today. Yep. So you can build multiple business archetypes into one entity over time, but today you need to be one thing and you need to be pretty good at that if you want any hope of getting customers. Yep. It's not limiting for later. Yeah. But you need it gives you focus today. I mean, did you just come up with that right now? It's great. Because that is quite the cuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
It's like five hour energy. Mm -hmm. Where did you come from? (laughs) What bus did you get off of? And can I ride with you home? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's, so that's it. Define your business archetype, the model that you're going to build your business around for now, at least. Yep. Yeah. And that's an important um, part of planning. Step four in the planning process. Let's get into it. Is to identify the specific problem or set of problems that you think your business is going to get, go after. And it doesn't, you don't have to nail it right now, but we want you to finally start putting your finger on, okay, you know, we talked about these, uh, these um, executives who want to learn golfing. We've talked to them. We've sort of identified how I'm going to solve that. Let's say I'm going to be a coach for them. I'm going to coach them on golfing. So now what specific problem am I going to tackle? Yeah, for and, and what's interesting about this is specifically starting out, if you focus on a very specific problem. Specifically? You, specifically. I mean, if we're thinking in specifics here yeah. and we're getting specifical about it, I think what's probably probably the most specific tip that I can give you about the specifics here yep. is going to be uh, the idea of, I'm, I help uh, I help executives who want to get better at golf get better at golf, right? That's one that's one way to do it, and that's great. That's probably going to be what you end up becoming. But what if you just helped executives who want to get better at golf figure out their driver? <laughs> do you see that like the difference between that? Like it's a very specific, yeah. Like and I'm just and now you can get you can get ten of them together. You can get them all on the it's, driving yeah, range, and out, we're all working on the same club, right? And they're out there and they're like, man, I just look like such a tool when I try to. I have Hole to tee off one, with my everybody. Uses I have to the tee off with my three iron because this driver right. is just totally uncontrollable. And now, now that 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 only it makes sense if that's something that you realized when in talking to them, right? Is a massive problem. Right. Okay, so let's focus just on that one, right? Hey, hey, Tom. I, you know, I'm working with a handful of executives right now that are all having trouble with their driver. Yep. If you want to come out to the club and, oh, I hope, I hope Linda and the girls are all right. Okay. See you later. Bye bye. <laughs> you know, but like that's a very big difference than like, hey, I've been coaching some golfing people. Right. To golf better executives like you. I could tell by your, your uh, gold buttons on your blazer that you are a man who is an executive or and, something. And the way to test this is to imagine yourself in a conversation or circle back with those potential customers that you talk to and see if this is an attractive thing to them. It's, it's one thing to say like, Oh, I coach people. Great. I don't want to be coached, but I have specific problems that I want solved. Yep, yep, and yep. so when you talk to those people again, um, or if you just say this out loud, I help you know executives who have trouble with their drivers. <laughs> um, ah, use them more effectively. Drivers just giving me hell again. Does it? Uh, does that sound like a legitimate problem that you could solve? And yeah. and there may be multiple problems. So right. thinking again about Steve Cam with Nerd Fitness, Steve is helping people um, maybe gain muscle because they feel like a weakling, like a wimp or mm-hmm. whatever. Or maybe he's helping them lose weight because they sit on the couch and play video and games. Specifically, and that, now those are like categories of things that he helps with. But really, yeah. I mean, some of his biggest stuff really started with like, let's talk about what we eat, you know. And so he started talking a lot about paleo. He started talking a lot about how do you can make make meals that work, and that started getting a lot of traction for him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that. That's a sp- but he didn't make the site like you know paleo something. But, but so, but to talk about food like that means that either he identified a problem where people were saying, yeah. "I want to be paleo, but I don't know how to do it," or people were saying, "I want to lose weight," and Steve is saying, "We need to talk about diet because yeah. that's the solution." Exactly. Yeah. So that's and I think the key the here is that yes, we're painting you into a corner today by yeah. picking a problem. But in the same way that choosing a business archetype doesn't limit you later, neither does choosing one yeah. problem today. Right. Just solve one really, really well to start. If yes. you have 100 articles or 50 articles about the driver on the golf course, 
Yep. You're going to attract the people who yeah. would buy your coaching services. We were just we were just sort of joking today about um, Lewis Howes, who is has become like really popular yeah. in, on Instagram and like all over the web. And um, his podcast, The School of Greatness, had like over five million downloads. He just crossed, wow. and um, we were kind of joking because you know now he's all about this like School of Greatness, and he's covering a lot of different things. But just like three years ago, it was Lewis just... was only talking about webinars. Yeah, so he knew who his target market was, or just. LinkedIn even before yeah, that. Before yeah. that, it was only LinkedIn. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he knew who his target market was and um, what he wanted to do, but he chose to go super specific on one problem, which helped him earn a living right away. Yep. It put him on the map and it gave him the platform to be able to do these bigger, bolder yeah. things that he the wanted to do. The idea is like, like, you're not going to be like an expert in sociology, but you can write a book this year on, I mean, you can't do that and be an expert in sociology this year. But you can write a book this year on this one problem, one and this this one crew or whatever, right? Yep. So the idea, like the we have that that video of you know the fourteen st- step uh, video on blog strategy one hundred and one, right? And it's like if I if I were starting from scratch right now, if you if you I'll put it in the show notes, blog strategy one hundred and one. If I was starting from scratch right now, doing all of this stuff, I would do exactly this stuff. And then with that problem, a very specific problem, the sort of driver version of the problem instead of the golf version of the problem, yep. you know, a very specific one, I'd have a series, I'd put together a series of posts on that thing that then once, then I can string those all together into the downloadable book, right? Yep. And then take chapters from that and make them guest posts somewhere else and try to get more people in traffic. And, and I go through all of that. But that's an idea of a book that you can do that you're not limited now, but, but you have something out there, right? You see, so that's that focus today. Yeah. That got you to an, yeah. an unlimited yeah. uh, amount of success. And just tomorrow. and the thing is, like, if you if you have a hundred people you coach or a hundred people who read your ebook on driving straight on the golf course, and you help them do that, those people are going to come back to you and say, "Okay, now how about my short game? What do you have for me on my short game?" Yeah, yeah. and that's when you get to say, "Okay, now I have another problem I can solve because I solved that one well." And those same people who bought from me over there now want me to teach them this other stuff. Yep. Because they trust me, we have rapport now, they like me, yep. they like my style, and now they're customers it's the, for it's life. It's the little seed that can grow exactly. into a tree of being a, a golf expert in all kinds yep. of things. Yep. Okay, um, so that's step four in stage three, which is planning. And by the way, when we're talking about this, I mean, we, this is a fantasy about how we wished we were set up when we started a lot of our stuff out. Right. You know what I mean? But not necessarily. I mean, I did think traffic, which was to help people with a very specific No, thing. but I mean, like, this this whole progress, though, like, this whole, like, to have this, like, this whole thing, like, where you're just like, bam, 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 And if you believed in it, like, hopefully we're presenting a pretty believable case. Yeah. Like, this is a this is a thing you can do. Yeah. And this is, like, a a a, a pretty respectable way to go about doing it. Well, you know and, what I mean? Well, and the other thing is, I mean, it's it's this or you feel lost every other week because you lose your way. You don't know what to do next. Yeah. This roadmap is meant to just make it so you follow this thing. Trust in us that from all the work that we've done ourselves and with all these entrepreneurs within yeah. Fizzle and the people that we've studied, that this is a decent shot at walking you through. And there's still going to be plenty of course corrections. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's right. still going to be like, and, wow, I thought that was the problem and then I moved forward with that and then it turns out like that wasn't the one because that was the subtext here that then I started asking about that. Yep. Yep. And that was a way bigger issue. Okay. Okay, next one. Step five. This is a, a fizzle-specific thing, um, but you could do this with other resources that we'll mention, which is to complete what we called the business sketch template. Oh, the BST? That's right. So in fizzle... We have a worksheet, essentially, which is basically... But it's so much more than a worksheet, Tom. It is. It is essentially a one-page business plan yeah. that 
lays out all of the questions that you need to have answers to. It's basically, if you've seen uh, something called a lean canvas online, we took that and we wanted to make that way more focused on people like people that we serve. Approachable on, for on, the yeah. kinds of for people the, that are you know, A few thousand fizzlers that have come through our doors, yep. right? Where it's like, you know what, that, the small that is speaking in like these massive, crazy, weird terms. Let's bring it down here and we work really hard to make these questions for each box that are like interesting discovery questions mm. yes. instead of these really challenging, like, wait, hold on, let me get the thesaurus out, you know, yeah. like to try to answer them. And um, do we have that available online for people? Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's in public? our email series, actually, in, oh. our, in our seven-day free email series. Oh, it's awesome. Available. Yeah, um, so if you just go and sign up for um, updates from us or to get one of our free guides that you'll find at the Sparkline, yep. then in that email series, you're going to get the business sketch template. Yep. And, what is the email um, series right now? It's a 10, it's uh Seven day long, it's kind of to help you come up with the business idea. So it's perfect. like a really scaled down version of a lot of what we've been talking Got about. Got it. Yep, perfect. Yep, 100%. Um, so that's it. Those are the five st- steps of planning. The goal is that at the end of this, you have a simple, flexible plan for your business. You have a good sense of the direction that you're headed <clears throat> and that you're well um, prepared to start actually building your business. So, okay, yeah, because the next one is build. Right. The next phase right. is build. So, I mean, yeah, in some ways, this is, yeah, this, what you've got at the end of this is, you know, aptly named the sketch template of mm-hmm. what, of like, you know, and on the on the canvas is the business sketch template is, you know, who's your customer? What is what are the problem? What is the solution? your solution? How are you going to reach them? Where are you going to find them? Um, and, all, and channels, uh, business booster, unfair advantages, things and we, like that. And we called it intentionally a business sketch. It's yeah, not, this exactly. isn't, you know, it's not like. And it seems like this plan at the end of it, I mean, it, this is sort of like the sketch of a plan. Right. Yeah. Because you don't know, you're not like, you're not going to end this, this phase with like, all right, I'm going to write 13 blog posts on this, that, or any other. That seems like that's going to be in the next phase. This is going to be like, I know who I'm serving. I, I, I've got, I've taken that big uh, desire and the idea of the topic, the idea of the audience, and I've whittled that down while I'm con- getting connected with people in phase two. I've whittled that down into this pretty sharp point that now we can start making some yeah. decisions with. My dream for this was was back when uh, I was running Living for Monday and I had an employee. We had a big uh, like styrofoam board we did and we drew the lines on it just like you would on a business sketch Or template. just like you would in Sunday school. Exactly. <laughs> And then we had sticky notes uh, and we put sticky notes in each section to yep. answer the questions so that we could change it. So as the business changed and as we learned new things mm. from our customers, cool. just over time, it just changed and that was fine. It wasn't yep. like a 30 page business plan yep. that wasn't changeable. Right. It's just standing there on the wall and you put Which a Which is a perfect model out. for, as a perfect like metaphor for what this thing should be like. Yep. It is going to change. Mm-hmm. You will have course corrections. You will have insights over time, but you won't have those insights until you're working on the thing. Exactly. And so it's this weird mix of like, okay, we've got this three weeks of, of prep, plan, think, dig, uh, understand, and then add on some like talking to people and really getting into this and putting things together. And like, this is all preliminary sketch stuff that sets you up. That probably shaves off, I don't know, a couple of years mm-hmm. off of just like fiddling around like without ever talking to anybody. But but now you have this great idea, this sketch that's going to totally change. And hopefully in phase one, we, we've gotten you through this clarity phase with this mindset that that you're going to be able that that this will there will be course corrections, and that's that's going to be awesome. Those are going to be insights, and, and even if it makes means you oh I have to go back two weeks of work or two years of work. It's like, well, you could keep working on a on a course you know is flawed, right? Or you can learn quicker. That's like you just learned something, right? And so now we we get to move forward with that. It's not about lost time. It's about it's about saving the lost time you're right. about to waste. You know. And I want to make 
I want to acknowledge one thing with this stage in particular, the third one. I think it's a little different from the previous two in that it starts to get a little scarier here. I think this is where a lot of the self-doubt starts to come in. You start facing all of your fears about what it's like to speak to real people who might pay you money someday. You have that imposter syndrome kind of thing coming in. So just, you know, that's part of the deal. That's what happens here when you have to sit down across the table from someone who doesn't know you, you don't have rapport with, they don't have a reputation in their mind about you. And you just have a conversation about their life early on in the stage. And that carries through to the business sketch template. And that's okay. You're going to feel that and that's okay. And that's why you built a support system in that uh, community phase first. So that you can lean back on that when you start to have some of these feelings of, wow, this is getting real. I'm not sure if I can do this. Yep, I dig it. Anything else? No, that's it. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. I've been Barrett Brooks. We'll see you there. Or we'll no, no, no. We'll never. Maybe we won't see you there because I'm not sure up early and leave, leave late. You know what I mean? I'll be hanging in the background. I'll be underground, throw digging some holes. I probably got a bottle. I probably got a bottle with me. You know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'll probably not be alone. You know, sort of thing. But I have a little bottle. I won't be lonely though. You know, I'll be fine. <laughs> so there you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash 102. 102. It's where you're going to find the graphic quotes and links from this episode. And I want to know, what do you think? Are you in this stage? Are you in the plan stage? If so, let us know in the comments. What's it like? What does it feel like? Were there bits in the show that you really resonated with or others that confused you? You can do all that at fizzleshow.co slash 102. You know, I love making these episodes. This podcast as a whole will probably be one of the favorite things i've ever made and if you like it could you leave us a review in itunes it doesn't cost you much it's really quick but it means the world to us because it helps other entrepreneurs find this show so simply search for the show in itunes and click write a review planning man planning 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 it is so fun so much excitement and dopamine And I hope this episode gives you some insights on maybe some of the planning bits that you might have skipped over. Like, for example, talking to your potential customers. Did you know that we've got a whole course on defining your target market and finding them online inside of Fizzle? You know that, right? Anyways, there is so much more to come in these roadmap episodes. So find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you in the next episode when we get into stage four of the roadmap. Hi guys, my name is Angel. I'm from Spain and my website URL is viviralmaximo.net. It's a Spanish name, but I know that Corbett spends a few months per year in Mexico, so he should be able to spell it easily. I just wanted to say thank you because your 30-day Just Ship It challenge that you ran one year and a few months ago, it pushed me to launch my first product. And that product was a big success and has sold thousands of euros since then. So I'm very happy about that and very thankful to you for all your help. Uh, I just wanted to add that I'm a member of Fizzle. I listen to the show every single week while I'm at the gym or running, and I love it. So please, guys, keep up the good work and keep rocking. Hey, guys, George Cow from Our Highest Work. My favorite Fizzle moment, there's so many, but uh, one was the intro to episode 52. Overall, I love the music that's part of the show. Uh, Of course, I'm so grateful for your wisdom. You're helping out a lot of people, so keep up the great work. 
Oh, hi. Yeah, it's Harriet again. Um, I just wanted to say I absolutely love the way you beep the profanities uh, because I often listen to you while I'm um, cooking and my kids are coming in and out and there's loads of shows I can't listen to because of all the f***ing swearing. Cheers! I'm not sure what you would call a group of freelancers, but it's sure as hell not as good as a group of forelancers. That's the best I could do, guys. Sorry. My name is Andy from ChannelEmpire.com. Love the show. Keep it crispy. Hey, it's Angela from DottyMedia.com. I think you guys rock. Um, You're the only podcast that I listen to every single episode of, and you continue to inspire me every week. But my favorite part was when Caleb was still around and you had a listener question from someone, I think they were from Djibouti, and you didn't know where his domain name was, and you guys were kind of debating it, and then Caleb just popped up with, is it Djibouti? And then much in hilarity ensued. Anyway, yeah, you guys rock. Uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's awesome and you inspire so many people and uh yeah see ya